Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno. And with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Fuamat. To Maafala. Say that okay, say that again. Wow. You got the same thing out twice. Okay. Uh <laughs> is that a is that a person? Uh apparently, guess what his first name is? I don't know. Chris. Steve. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> You were close. Steve, that's another good name. Steve, (laughs) apparently, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Fuamatu Maafala is a real person. He used to play for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So I just, I, listen, I really want to just, I really want to play Madden now just to hear John Madden trying to say Fuamatu (laughs) Maafala. It wouldn't get out. It wouldn't get out, no. No, it, no. it would be Chris, yeah. <laughs> there goes Chris. Oh, my goodness, Bruno, we're back. It's been, it's been about back. a week. You know, it, it felt so wrong, but, I, you know, we, we talked about it, and on, on the clip show, I brought it up about, you know, wow, we, we kind of do need to take just a short break to kind of catch our breath because that, that E3 coverage, there was just so much content, and a lot of our listeners did get a chance to catch up on that, so I think Woo! it worked out for everybody. So, yeah. But, yeah, to, just taking one week off, I'm like, this isn't right. We got, we got to talk about the news. Yeah, we, we missed some things. And uh, yeah. well, I mean, we didn't miss too much, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, everyone was getting out all of the goods during E3. So right. e- that, that, this past weekend was just kind of, you know, everyone's chilling. Well, we're trying to chill because there's a heat wave coming, Nick. And oh it's going to be hotter in Portland than it's ever been, ever. Ever okay. in the history of history, no biggie. So, yeah, get a, so, get a second fan. What, what's the I've, problem? Uh, well, I've got a, I've got my own personal AC in here, and yeah. tons of fans in here, like big and small. I got the Dyson <laughs> fans. Worth it. Yeah, the worth bladeless. It. I can see it back there. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sexy back there. That fan is, and only only people who who sleep with the fan on at night know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They're out there. They're listening. They're like, listen, I that is the Cadillac of fans. It's the yeah. Ferrari of fans, if you would. <laughs> so, and I get it. Woo, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Bruno. And yeah, you know, there we, we haven't really had a whole lot of news to talk about. It was a kind of a good breaking point, but there is some stuff to dive into. So I'm, I'm glad we could get back into it. So thanks everybody so it. much for uh, following us into another round of 50 episodes, right? All the way yeah. up to 100 and beyond, buddy. Exactly. So uh, coming up a little bit later, we're going to be talking about Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. We did get the okay. reveal for this during E3 uh, from Ubisoft, but now uh, just yesterday, at least as of recording this, we've got the tech showcase um, that they showed a little bit more about the Snowdrop engine, which has been used for past games and kind of how they're taking it into the next gen with this game. Very exciting tech demo, a lot to talk about. We'll be getting into that a little bit later. Also, yeah. Bruno, the new like the new generation of, of computer malware um, has has sprung upon us, and it comes in the oh form of cryptocurrency gosh. mining. And on the heels new, of Mr. Yeah. McAfee's death, how about oh, that? What are we going to yeah. do now? What are we going to do now? I hope AVG can can provide mm-hmm. me with the, the free free uh what whatever it is virus protection <laughs> exactly that I need. for one month, right? Yeah. 
You know, all the true crime podcasts are going to be all over that one because oh, it was, I know he was going like full Tiger King from prison, just doing all sorts of stuff, running businesses, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, but sure enough, there's all the, these new games that are being released as, you know, illegal free games. Right. And they're attaching this malware that's essentially mining cryptocurrency while the user is playing these games. So we'll get into wow. that later as well. Very clever. But mm-hmm. first, Bruno, and we got to talk about this because I know you're probably going to have something to say about it. I'm surprised um, we haven't talked about it sooner. And that yeah, is too. the Halo TV series, right? Yeah, you know, let's let's dive into this, Nick. I'm yeah, ready. Over um, the that's last... one of the reasons why I got Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because oh, it's coming on Paramount that... Plus, right? Yeah, I thought you'd just been binge-watching like Double Dare over and over well, and over again. Well, I have been right. binge-watching Double Dare over and over again, and believe me, I am not at all sad that I've got the Double Dare going on because I am just ready. I'm, all, I'm there. I'm ready to go, Nick. Here oh, yeah. Go. Give me them trumpets. I'm ready. Yep. On your I'm marks. Gonna get that, Three, I'm going to get that 60 two. seconds of slime all over me. and <laughs> Win some sketchers. <laughs> Very nice. But no, uh, yeah, it's coming to Paramount Plus, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, it's got some big names attached to it. Very. So, yeah, uh, we do have the original voice actress for Cortana. She's going to be in there. Originally, it was not going to be that voice actress, uh, Jen Taylor, I believe her name is. Yeah. Um, they had someone else lined up, but it, it didn't work out last second, and Jen actually stepped up to fill the role, which I think everybody is going to oh, prefer, right? Everybody like that. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone liked that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the internet collectively liked that one. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, Pablo Schreiber is going to be the one uh, wearing the, uh, donning the Master Chief armor, probably more of a voice acting gig since you figure, much like in the game's, most of the uh, the footage is going to be of Master Chief in his signature armor. Maybe maybe we'll get some helmetless scenes, right? I don't know exactly how they're going to make it play out. Ooh, I don't yeah. know if they. I mean, like that that would be that would be big if they showed Master Chief without his helmet. Right. Because not even the video games have done that. So what gives the TV series the right to do <laughs> such a thing? How dare in, you? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like, how dare you? Shouldn't that be? And and at this point, honestly, do we really want to see Master Chief's face? Like, I know this is a discussion for another time, obviously, but it, it's something about the anonymity of him. And I got a feeling that if we take off that mask, it's going to be like Return of the Jedi uh, when they took Darth Vader's mask off and there was the old wrinkled prune <laughs> underneath and you were like, yeah. oh, geez, this guy's put it back on. Days. <laughs> yeah, put it, put it back on. Put it back on. Yeah, he kept trying to. He was like, yeah. no, you'll die without it. And he's like, I don't care. And he, Are you sure? Yeah. 100 because I much prefer it. <laughs> I would I would love there to be some joke where like he finally takes his his uh, helmet off at the, like the very end of like season one and like someone nearby like a marine or something is just like oh my god the stench this man's been <laughs> this man's been building up some uh, some sweat in there I don't know uh, how uh, moisture resistant there's some under armor in that how armor the flood started right the flood just started <laughs> with him. him taking off his mask once and then the stench just wow it it mutated in space and then became a sentient the, horde yeah. <laughs> Man. We're getting deep into the lore here, deep yeah. into it. <laughs> you know, they went in the library and the rest is history. But Exactly. Yeah, you know, and what's crazy about this is it's one of those things that I, I keep hearing about every now and then, but it never really makes news. Now, it did make news. We'll go into why in a minute, but I, I do want to kind of provide some context because over the years, you know, they started talking about this all the way back in like 2019, that we knew there was going to be this this Halo live action thing. 
Yeah. And it's kind and they of They were talking changed. about movies. I mean, we've it's always like yeah. floated around the sphere, right? It's it's shocking it's taken this long for Halo to get something because I get it with a lot of IPs that are maybe a little more cartoony. You you have to approach it the right way, but it's it seems like doing a live action thing with Halo has always been a softball that's been available. Yeah. And I don't know if just the wrong people or just nobody pitched it, but the wrong people pitched it. But regardless, this actual series, Bruno, has changed hands many different times. At one point, and this article compliments of IGN talking about kind of the brief history of the show so far. You know, at one point, it was a part of Xbox Entertainment Studios. Yeah. At one point, it got moved over to Showtime. At one point, even Steven Spielberg was involved with it. I don't think he is anymore. Hmm. So that, I mean, to me, that that can't always be a good sign. The, the big thing is that this thing is being filmed and was filmed, you know, right in the height of this pandemic. And so it's not that crazy to hear that maybe, you know, some people got cold feet or just it didn't work out with scheduling to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Now, the, the story, Bruno, the reason why we're actually covering this on the podcast is that the, the, the series is actually losing both of its showrunners. And oh, it's wow. not necessarily for, the, for a reason that could be considered bad, but it is getting press. So what's happening is that there is a, a showrunner who basically um, wound up helping to produce the first season. Okay, Now, this, yeah. this show has been produced in Budapest. So basically, whoever you know is behind that, it, it's a major commitment. You're going to be all the way out there, you know, probably full time, just working on on filming this show. I'm guessing yeah. that's that, that would let, lend that area would lend more to the Halo style, you know, scenery that you would need. Really, you know, natural environments with maybe some some tech spots built in, right? I would I would assume so. I mean, either that or the filming must be really cheap to do out there, and so that's the biggest reason why a lot of people tend, especially with things like explosions and whatnot, right? Yeah. Like it's probably a little easier to to have the areas to do that. And honestly, Nick, I know it sounds weird, but there are a lot of abandoned towns and cities in some of these countries that people essentially go to it's either abandoned land or, or whatnot. And they essentially buy it, take over and then use that as a set for their futuristic apocalyptic type uh, movie. So it's not surprising that they, they would be over in some, some place like that. But what is surprising is that we're seeing so many such like consternation between like getting this series up and running because it's it's Halo, right? Like, yeah. at what point do you do you say, "Come on, like we've got the this is this is the one of the biggest games in video game history." So it seems odd that there's this such you know such trouble to to get this up and running, and and it might be because they wanted to want to do it right. And that might be that might have that might be a problem, right? Like, right? Uh, maybe three four three industries or Microsoft Studio or who you know whoever is kind of lead in 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 helping tell the the Master Chief and Halo story mm -hmm. might be very difficult to work with and and not wanting to allow the creative freedom that these directors or TV shows need or whatever it may be it could be funding who who knows I don't but I want to see it like I'm waiting for it to yeah. to get here so what's the deal are we are do you think we're going to be seeing this or or is this is I mean is is this going to change the release date in any way have they mentioned it 
No, so it's already it, it's it's scheduled for sometime in 2022. We at least okay. have that. I mean, you know that those those things always change with TV. Though I think they're a little more true to getting out when they say they're going to get something out, as opposed to a game where a million things can go wrong. You know, between yeah. development and publishing. Well, that's why uh, we got the vague date of holiday 2021. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever that exactly means. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's a very wide window. But yeah, so we have we have Kyle Killen, right? He already departed the project. He was the original showrunner. Um, and he was there for that first season. And then Stephen Kane, he is currently the showrunner for this Halo series, but has already announced that if there is a season two, that he is going to depart. Okay. So, oh, okay. wow. and what the, what the article is saying is that it looks likely that there is going to be a season two. So that's a good sign hmm. out of the gate that enough, I guess Paramount has seen enough already with the production that they're like, yeah, we want, we're, we're going to want some more of this. Yeah. Um, and it is a pretty bold thing to try and get on their platform because I don't really associate a whole lot of original programming with Paramount Plus, just that retro stuff. Not to say that there isn't. I mean, it's, you got, it's basically what, what CBS All Access was, right? So you're getting those shows as well. Yeah. Um, but to have yeah. some original kind of digital-only content, I think, is going to be really important to kind of differentiate themselves like they did with the Rugrats reboot, but not tied to what was already a Nickelodeon franchise. Yeah, um, so there's yeah. a couple things on on uh paramount plus that are new original uh series and stuff that they're trying to do with it so it's definitely something that they're they're toying with and they're just getting started with paramount plus they don't even have like a lot of the old catalog of of content from comedy central Mm. and uh mtv back in the day and there's still some things missing from from nickelodeon like figure it out figure it out's not on there so yeah remember that summer sanders bringing the the fun yeah that's right uh it's 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 definitely a work in progress they just added the ability to uh have a list like add to my list feature that Mm. was completely missing so it's very much a, a new platform and uh, I'm enjoying it for just the fact that there's like, you know, 200, 300 some episodes of Double Dare and and all these other shows that we used to watch growing up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my kind of trivia. Like, forget Jeopardy. I'm like on the kids, yes. you know, sixth to ninth grade pop culture trivia train. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like going to know all you're going to know all the answers now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, OK, OK, here's the thing, Nick. Here's the thing. It really throws <laughs> you off because you got to remember that this series, like the Double Dairy series, was was shot in like the late 80s. So some of these questions are like weird math questions, like right. how many Star Wars movies plus Indiana Jones movies plus Police Academy movies, if you right. added them all up. What would the number be? Well, it's yeah. like, well, back in the 80s, it was probably like, I don't know, 15 or 16, right? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. now it's like uh, 50. <laughs> right. A totally right? different number. Yeah, so you have to have the context <laughs> of the year. That's, that makes it even harder. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, Double Dare wasn't intentionally designed to if, – if you had easy questions the whole time, there would never be any physical challenges. Yeah. So they would, they would give you a couple easy ones, and then it would be a question like that where there was just no shot of getting it right. Otherwise, it would just be a very, very boring show. But uh, yeah, you know, Bruno, what I hope is not going to be a boring show is this Halo TV program. You know, here's my thing. There has been talks over the years about attempts to get a Halo movie off the ground. Because I think if you could get Halo to the big screen in a live-action setting, 
it would sell big money bucks. Oh, yeah. And so my question is, and my concern is, why is it that the first thing that we're getting is an outing on TV on a subscription platform, right? This thing isn't going to be bringing in crazy revenue. It's just going to be a driver of getting people to the service. Yeah. Um, there's no premium behind it. Whereas I, I, you have to think that a, a, even a decent Halo movie would be bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars in, in revenue, um, net revenue after you know costs are deducted. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just happy that we're getting something. I, I think there's been, obviously been a lot of conversations that have happened. Um, and keep in mind... Like I said, this this article, a lot of media outlets are kind of are kind of clickbaiting it. They're trying to yeah. say, okay, well, we're they're losing their showrunners. You know, you better panic. But when you actually read the context of it, like I had said, it's very common for showrunners to only be on a series for one season. Um, I think yeah. one of the best examples that I can give that I know of, of of a similar scenario is Daredevil on Netflix, one okay. of the best comic book adaptations to a live action show I've ever seen. A lot of people agree, uh, and every single season of the, of the three seasons they had on the air had a different showrunner. So mm. it really isn't anything of uh, that that's shocking necessarily. It's a little odd that someone's already saying like, "Hey, if there's another season, I'm out," because you you want to figure, well, if you know it's going to be successful, but at the same time, recording all the way out in Budapest, yeah, yeah, that's that's really challenging, and and that's yeah. very much full time work. It's going to pull you away from life, from your family, that kind of thing. Definitely. So. I, that's a, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. And that does that's not to say that, you know, I mean, like I said, like I said it's all in funding, right? Like it's much it's obviously much cheaper to uh film in a location like that. Uh there's less permits that they probably have to go through. Um and I, that's not to say that they won't move shop later on uh with different locations. I can totally see that because Halo is all about that, right? Different mm-hmm. planets um, and uh, the different biomes within that within Halo itself. So very, very interesting. I I, I want to see more, but I'm I'm really excited just to see something video game wise coming to coming to the screen instead of the opposite way, which is what we're going to be talking about next, right? Well, that's Avatar. correct. Yeah, it's in the exact opposite direction, <laughs> we're right? Flipping, flipping the script here. <laughs> yeah, and this is a very interesting one, Bruno. So, yeah, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. You know, we've talked about this before, I think, during during our E3 showcase, about how Avatar has just... It, it's this anomaly on my radar, man, uh, yeah. because you have this wildly successful movie. Like I said, once they did the re-release of it, it surpassed Avengers Endgame and their extra cut that they did to get in first place to now <laughs> still be the, the the top grossing movie of all time. Um, you know, James Cameron puts out the hits, right? Titanic and oh, yeah. this. And so you have to wonder, all, all those years ago, you know, we, we and we never got anything in terms of just major blockbuster media. And this is kind of the first big thing that fans can really latch on to. We know an Avatar 2 is in the works, but I mean, just getting this game announcement by itself, I think is a really big deal for anybody who's an Avatar fan, whether you're a gamer or not, it's becoming relevant again. So this story, Bruno, is about the tech showcase that happened um, just just recently. And they you, you probably heard of the Snowdrop engine. It's an engine that they <laughs> used for uh, the Division 1 and 2 and other games as well. And it, it, the game, it, it really can run things beautifully. The engine is very efficient, fast load times. It can display a lot of things on screen all at once. Yeah. Super sparkly. <laughs> I mean, 
the games that it's it's using aren't exactly sparkly. You know, the Division Two is very much you know, a post-apocalyptic kind of kind of landscape. But uh, you know, it could be sparkly if you wanted it to. Well, I mean, it's it's the it's the the idea, right? Like mm-hmm. it's that super shiny new engine that can can produce more than than what a normal game engine or normally what we're we're accustomed to seeing, right? Like that's the point, and that's kind of. The idea behind this that this was such a gorgeous trailer like it really was a beautiful showcase of the this engine and and what it can produce in terms of of the lushness and and lighting effects that go into creating a real world and or in this case uh, a movie created world mm-hmm. um but it it seems to me like this is something that has been a long time coming. I'm finally glad that we're able to see somebody, some studio jump out and say, you know what? This, this game deserves next gen everything. And we're not going to dumb it down and we're not going to try and hold on to the last gen. Like we're pushing forward with, with the, the next gen everything. And that's the only way that it can do it justice. Right. Correct. You know, at, at some point you have to rip the Band-Aid off. And I think we are getting to a point now where people who want, you know, next-gen consoles can get it. Speaking of which, Bruno, <gasps> didn't you uh, Didn't you get you something? I did. Can you believe it? Yeah. Okay, Nick. So I ended up getting myself an Xbox Series X. I am super excited. I wasn't... Oh, man. I didn't. I didn't wake up yesterday thinking to myself, "Today is going to be the day." Although <laughs> uh, a baller would say, "Every day is the day," right? Like you're right. just always on, on, on the ready for this. And so I have this this fancy little Chrome plugin uh, called OctoShop. I advise anyone out there who's looking to get something. Um, that is is hard to acquire like an Xbox or PlayStation 5 or even uh, co- computer parts to use this plugin. It's free. Basically what it does is it allows you to it gives you an update whenever there's something going on sale. And so I got a little update saying, "Hey, uh Xbox Series X are going to be going in and out of stock on Best Buy for the next 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, so I'll head over there, check it out. I did. And I ended up being put in, you know, it said add to cart. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I added it to cart. And then I got some weird error message. And I was like, it's like, you got to wait or do some extra step. But it didn't tell me what the extra step was. Mm. At least it wasn't loading on my browser. And so I was like, this is very frustrating. So I just waited there. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And I tried and probably waited for about a half hour. And then randomly just went back to it. And I was like, add to cart. And it it added to cart. And I went through the process. And I'm picking it up next week so i will be more excited once i actually have it in my hands and can physically see it because it's still kind of one of those things that you you know you didn't i didn't wake up ready to buy an xbox series x but the the opportunity presented itself and nick i got news for you right okay Uh, like i told my wife and i've told i've told everyone you've listened for our listeners out there you know my stance on the next gen consoles there's not really too much 
uh, need for one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, most of the stuff can be played on an Xbox um, One X or a PlayStation 4 Pro to, with no problem. Now, you might run into some problems with the original Xbox One or the original PlayStation 4, but if you've got those sub pro consoles in there i think you're fine and Mm -hmm. you're not going to need to upgrade right away to get the full benefits of benefits of everything however with that being said time's a ticking yeah and with the with the latest e3 releases and all the things that xbox has in store these are going to be harder to get and come it's it's now it's i feel like it's now or next year not now or never, but now or next year for people. Right. I had hopes, Nick, that maybe they might do something like a Halo special console, mm. right? Like, you know, they might come out and do like, here's the uh, uh, the Halo edition Xbox Series X. But I think they're having so much trouble producing the normal Xbox Series X and Series S that they don't they don't even have a special edition in mind. Maybe a controller. Right. right, but not an actual console, at least not yet. So, if you want to battle people uh, this holiday, it's going to be even harder to get it's one. So, I advise people out there if you're looking, look to someplace like Best Buy or Target. Uh, stay away from Walmart because they allow third party sellers on there and they've been going for $900. Mm. Nick, $900. I didn't pay that, I paid. Four ninety nine retail price, yeah, MSRP price. So there You're you go, nice man. And so yeah, you'll be able to enjoy uh, games like this and and all their glory. Um, yeah. you know, I, I will say this that you know, as someone that is kind of eyeing it, once I found out that they're saying that the Xbox One will get the uh, the support to actually stream um, Xbox Series S and X games um, through their X Cloud app. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm, as long as the, the the latency is good enough that I can hardwire my Xbox and it, it plays decently, that's going to be great for me to kind of tide it over between now and then because I know I Definitely. can play the games. Definitely not like on a competitive level, but I'm an, I'm a dad. I'm not playing anything competitively. <laughs> oh come Let's on, Nick! Honest. You know you're going pro. You know you're <laughs> going pro. Just around the corner. What's if you could go pro <laughs> in one game, Nick? What would it be? Uh oh man, that's a that's a tough question, man. How about? Super Mario Twins. They look the same. <laughs> they, look the same. <laughs> they look so goddamn like the same person. I say to one of them. You both want of them to? say yes. <laughs> yeah, they both say yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got. I completely blanked out. It was like, hey, Nick, name a video game. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Super... <laughs> Super guy, <laughs> super, super guy, guy. any yeah. of them, right? <laughs> well, it's it's neat to see um, the Avatar essentially franchise still alive. We're still waiting on Avatar to the movie. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that in tandem with this video game. Yeah, it seems like we're it's not going anywhere, right? Like yeah. Avatar is still a thing. If they're talking about a video game, then I I don't think that we're this is going to be the Duke Nukem of movies, right? Where it's just no. delayed for thirty years and we don't get a sequel for a long time. Like yeah. he's working on it, and James Cameron is a per, a, a perfectionist, so yeah, uh, it's it's. It seems only fair that he would want to uh, wait until technology was at its peak to provide what he wants for his vision. And that seems very uh, on par with this this announcement, right, where uh, this is going to be a next gen console game 
or a next-gen game exclusive. Uh, sorry if you want to grab it for the old consoles, but like I said, we need to move forward at a certain point, and we're going to start to see this more and more. The fact that we haven't started to see it yet is surprising, and right. I think the only reason we haven't is because of the the issue that we're having right now with being able to uh, produce these chips and whatnot. Yeah. And just the, 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 the whole COVID thing really put a kibosh on the whole thing. If I'm going to use, um, <laughs> that's a great word. Some, that's yeah, yeah. a great, uh, Irish term there that we stole from. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we just take that's it all? <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. That's mine now, but yeah, man, you know, I, I, was just blown away by the tech demo for this. You know, they were just kind of showing some of the behind the scenes stuff. And I mean, honestly, there were scenes of just kind of slow, a slow kind of crawl through some foliage, right? Like a tunnel yeah. that was just full of, of natural vegetation, that kind of thing. And it looked like a real like nature documentary. Like <laughs> yeah. I did not, I did not at, at some point they were showing real people and I'm like, wait, is this like, like a comparison shot? But no, that was real. <laughs> yeah. And what I love about it is, one of the great things about the Snowdrop engine is that you can put tons of assets on the screen. It's very it's very efficient mm. with resources. Um, and so they said that, hey, there's going to be thousands of active resources happening, you know, right, whatever you're looking at. Because you're in the world of Pandora, there's going to be, you know, foliage. There's going to be things going on. There's, like, bioluminescence going yeah. on, right, with the nighttime, you know, creatures. Yeah. And that's very important because, yeah, I mean, part of the wonder of, of Pandora and of Avatar was just the beautiful visuals that really define the film. So it is important that they get it right. I think the Snowdrop engine is the best possible candidate for that. Like I said, as someone that's played a lot of Division, both one and two, I know how good the game looks and I know what they're going to be able to do with it, especially now that they're saying, yeah, we're going to make it next gen only. We're going to really push the limits of this thing. They said they had to pretty much rework the Snowdrop engine from the ground up to really modernize it for next gen. So this is going to yeah. be, I think, one of the games that really pushes us into next gen if they can get it right. Yep. Like I've said before, I think I think Ubisoft really has uh, learned to get better at taking their open world formulas and making it a little more, I don't want to say accessible because they still will nickel and dime you with the little DLC things here and there, but especially with yeah. Ubisoft Plus, because this should be on Ubisoft Plus. You know, if you've got it, it's just an, like with Game Pass, it's just another game in your arsenal. So I, I am I am curious, though, Bruno, to see. Hopefully we get more details about if there's going to be any co-op features or online features. Yeah. As of right now, all we know, it's going to be just an action driven kind of open world game, but they could go like the, you know, the, the Assassin's Creed route and just make it a, a single player game. I think this would do well, maybe in more of like a Far Cry style, right? Where you have that multiplayer, like mm. local, like not local, but just okay. co-op option with yeah. a friend that way you're not breaking the game with like crazy online antics but you can still have someone or maybe you know a maximum party size of like four people to kind of venture into pandora with you i i think it'd be a lot of fun yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to seeing more because the the trailer and this uh this snowdrop showcase was just a teaser for me. I wanted to wanted to see more action packed gameplay and see what it all what all it has to offer. So I'm excited to see more from the Avatar series. I'll tell you who else is action packed, Bruno. Who? Pierce Unlimited. Oh, tell them about it. <laughs> well, Bruno, for marketing media that works in bespoke design to power your business, visit PierceUnlimited.com. Hit him with it. Thanks so much. We do appreciate. <laughs> 
all your listens. We da, do. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the password theme song from way back in the day. No, oh, old yeah, school, you know. man. Yeah, I love it. But it was yeah, only, you know, see, here's the thing: the, it yeah. was the password theme song for like three years, right? And then they just abandoned it. They're like, no, nope, we don't want it anymore. I well, mean, you know who it? does want it? QTB. We're yeah, here. We'll, we'll take We're it here all day. Password, old password theme. I love it. We're more like a vintage game show uh, podcast these days. We're talking yeah. more about Double Dare this episode than we have about any video games. Welcome to the show. That's just how it, uh, how we roll around these parts. Yep, exactly. But, yeah, but Bruno, you know, Pierce Unlimited, and we were, I was just talking about this on our, on our clip show, you know, there is that new package that they have up there on the website if you schedule a consultation that if maybe you're in the market to start a podcast or know somebody who could benefit from a podcast consultation, Pierce Unlimited now has that option where they, they can help to optimize your podcast uh, to get more recognition, you know, about branding, that kind of thing, maybe even oh, logo yeah. design. Um, it's a great thing to do. So definitely, if you if you if you are considering starting a podcast or know someone else who might benefit from it, visit PierceUnlimited.com and schedule your consultation today. How about that? Oh man, I'm telling you, that is just beautiful. Um, chef kit. I love it. Well, Bruno, we have another big story to get into, and this comes from CNBC.com about the this new crypto mining thing. This is really interesting because I have heard in the past. I remember when I, uh, there was the new Cooking Mama game. I don't know if there's any Cooking Mama fans out there. But um, yeah, this is a, a title that's very casual. You just kind of make you know, various uh, cooking di- dishes um, with motion controls, that kind of thing. And there was this rumor when it came out on the Switch recently that somehow there was software on there that was like mining cryptocurrency while you played. What? And, yeah. And so it, it, it turned out to be a rumor, and of course it was. Like, if, if there's one piece of hardware that you're not going to use for its processing power, it's the Nintendo it's, it's freaking Nintendo Switch. Switch. Yeah, I <laughs> like, was gonna say, really? what are you getting done? Right? Where, yeah, you're. Yeah, it's a, it's uh, a uh, <laughs> one thirty seconds of a yeah. of a crypto coin per year. That's right. <laughs> one and Bitcoin it, these days. That's 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 actually worth a couple bucks, man. I tell you what. <laughs> The old, the old Bitcoin, man. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> number goes Somebody's up. out there crunching the number. Actually, that's actually a pretty good investment if you think about it. I'm <laughs> like, well, I'm not good at math, so I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> oh, you just talk right back to him in the same voice. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I love it. But yeah, Bruno, so uh, what, what we're basically seeing here is like the modern version of malware. You know, o- over the years... I try to think of all the different types of, you know, malware that maybe we've experienced or were prevalent in in kind of pop culture. You know, when you download a free game online, you you kind of roll the dice. We talked about this before. You, you know, yeah. you're kind of assuming at some point you're going to get infected with something. Oh, like yeah. it, you, Some, you can't something. You, you can't avoid it forever. So you always have to be ready with that restore point. Um, but yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, when you downloaded these these free these free games and you knew like it's a cracked version of a game that you wanted to play. You know, usually if you got a virus, it was something that would just outright like destroy your PC. Like you would have to format your hard drive or something, or maybe like a keylogger that would be able to detect the the keystrokes you'd put in to try and pull your passwords that way. That was pretty common. Hmm. But what we're getting now is kind of the you know the, the 2021 version of that, where rather than try and infect your PC and slow it down, or like ransomware that tries to say, hey, you know, we we've, we've got your files hostage. Um, it, they're they're doing this thing now. Where let's say you download a free version of Grand Theft Auto Five, okay? Downloaded you got it for free. Because if if you don't have it for by now, I don't know what's going on. It's been out for that it. that long, yeah. right? The Epic Store literally gave it away for free, but apparently that's one of the most common ways this malware has gotten distributed. Where while while you're running the game, even when you're not running the game, Bruno, but your PC is on, 
This malware will take all of the resources you have available, CPU, whatever it needs to actually you know, mine these coins. And yeah, it, it uses it to mine uh, a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Death. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> wasted. GTA death wasted. Yeah, that's what? right. So that is, that's some sneaky, sneaky out there. Yeah. That's some sneaky, sneaky. That's like tapping into your neighbor, your neighbor's uh, cable, right? You know, back in the day, like, right. oh, Johnson across the street's got, uh, got some direct TV. We're just going to run a splitter line over here, baby. He'll, and he'll we never got notice. Some, he'll never notice. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> what's that, uh, what's that line going from here? What is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people actually did it. It's crazy, but yeah. yeah, man, you know this is nuts because uh, the the cryptocurrency that they're they're mining is called Mon- uh, Monero, I think it's called. And since 2018, when they first introduced this malware, this is no joke, Bruno. They have generated about two million dollars worth of the cryptocurrency. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh my god. I don't know how many people are like involved in this payday, but you got to figure like most malware is usually traced back to just like a small group of, of people that 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 created the the, the yeah. malware and distributed it, right? Um so it, it's it's crazy to think about how much money they have made off of people who just wanted to download free games. It's kind of a win-win situation, right? Like I the mean, only <laughs> the only problem is People are, are noticing now because whenever you do mine cryptocurrency, obviously it's it's pushing your rig to its absolute maximum. Yeah. And so a lot of these PCs are having a lot more of a power draw. So all of a sudden, little Timmy um, is, is getting yelled at by his mom because he's got a $1,000 power bill. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's about two years worth of allowance, Timmy. You're dunsky. No more V-Bucks for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're negative V-Bucks, wow. kid. But That's yeah, crazy. It is nuts. Like, and it, it's so interesting how you know, it, and cryptocurrency really isn't on topic for the podcast. But this is kind of one of those moments where we can talk about it because we have talked in the past about like NFTs and how they relate to cryptocurrency. I think the big issue with it overall, Bruno, is that people just have trouble understanding it, like yeah. what it is and why it is, and and what the what the point of investing in it is. That I, I totally get it, and that's why I usually just try to avoid it in conversations, because the, the further down the rabbit hole you go, the more confusing it gets, trust me. <laughs> well, it yeah. says some 220,000 users have been infected worldwide, and 800 devices are being infected every day. That's yeah. crazy. That's, that, a lot of, that's a lot of users, and so it's easy to see how mm-hmm. you could get $2 million dollars Right. You know, with 220,000 like computers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, running running your system, right? Yeah. I, I, first of all, I, I miss the days when malware and all that stuff was was literally just to just make you mad. There yeah. was nothing <laughs> in there but just to like, it was like, I'm going to make a malware that closes your browser five seconds after you open it. And you're just like, what the heck is this? Why? Well, because <laughs> it's funny. And there's no other purpose for that. Or I miss the early 90s, Nick, when like when like there were animated skulls that would come up on the screen yeah. and say like, ha, 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 you're dead. And then like, you know, all that stuff would come through and then be, you know, I don't know. I mean, some... it's funny now, but it was legitimately terrifying back then as a kid. Yeah. Because you yeah, thought I like mean, that was it, like that, that, that the hacker man has gotten into the, the, the mainframe I, I, and I, yeah. 
I've never seen an animated virus before. I don't think yeah. they exist outside of Hollywood, but <laughs> oh, there. If you look it up, there are some viruses that like it was like a calling card for some of these the people that would make them. Where like it would do unusual things, like it would play like an animation or something like that when you would. Oh but my it was, God. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it never happened to me personally, but I, I've I've seen them in action, and it's it's a fascinating thing to get into. Wow, but yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going to have to look that up because I want to know whose calling card was like some animated <laughs> pixel craft character or whatever that right. came up on the screen. Like, that sounds cool. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> Just a vi- yeah. YouTube video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Bruno, this is, and it, really this is a very clever workaround because one of the big conversations that's, that, that, that's happening right now in crypto, and I think this is, this is a, a simple enough thing to, to grasp, is a lot of these uh, people that want to mine cryptocurrency, they create what's like a crypto farm, basically, where they'll have these server racks of PCs that just mine cryptocurrency, okay? Yeah. And so a lot of these were based in China uh, because China had really cheap but dirty electricity that you could use to try and mine. Well, so many people set up shop there that like there's been like rolling blackouts in some cities. So the government's wow. cracked down and has basically said, like, you can't do this anymore, and they're kicking them out. So a lot of these... Crypto farms are trying to find other countries where they can continue to do what they're doing. So this is a, an extremely clever solution because now instead of having to have this you know, actual farm that you have to maintain and that kind of thing um, with all these servers and they, they ele- electronic parts that can go wrong, um, especially with the current semiconductor chip shortage that contributes to the, the consoles that we, can, yeah. we no longer can get, except for you, congratulations, and Brad, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> two of our, our QTBT members uh, racking up a uh, Xbox Series X. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and fingers crossed. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I don't want to jinx you, but yeah, it's so clever to be like, yeah, let's just let everybody else who wants a free copy of of you know of, of the latest Far Cry game uh, to just do it for us like forever until they realize something's wrong with their PC. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, t- touche, right? Like to each their own, and if that's if that's your how you're skirting around the. The system, then, I mean, that's what you get, I guess, for downloading free stuff that you think is free that's not really free. It goes to show you, Nick, that nothing's ever really free in life. You're always paying for it some way, right? Yes, like, right. Freedom so. isn't free. Cost a buck. <laughs> buck 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If you don't pay your buck five, who will? Oh, I man. Don't know. I don't know. Well, Bruno, you know, hey, great, great stopping point there. But as always, thanks so much to our uh, Patreon supporters like Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, The Dudist Monk, and Indie Gamiacs. Thank you guys so much. If you would like yeah. a shout out each and every episode of the QTB podcast, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash quit the build. Um, and it, it, we are in our final days for that June merch pack. If you do want to get a hold of any of those items, Every month we rotate out merch from the, the, the Pierce Unlimited Pop Art Vault. Exclusive vintage video game and pop culture theme merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Pins and stickers. Great stuff to collect. Uh, make sure you do subscribe before the end of the year if you want to get June's merch. We just announced our July merch on the Patreon site, so make sure to check that out. Lots of great stuff for uh, Rick and Morty fans or racing yeah. game fans. Really nice uh, selection. So, yeah, be sure to check that out. And uh, thanks, as always, for your patronage. We appreciate you. Yes, be sure to check out quitthebuild.com where you can find all sorts of goodies. We've got an amazing blog there being updated with some great articles 
We just had Justin's take on Resident Evil and uh, Terry's continued series of Fallout 76 locations in real life. Very cool to see how the developers and artists took those real life locations and then did them so much justice in Fallout 76. That's really cool. Of course, you can head over to our community page at quitthebuild.com slash community and there you can find where we're at all over the internet. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we even have a Discord where you can get on there and chat with other like-minded folks or see some good memes. It's pretty awesome. We also chat with everybody on there just to say, hey, see how you're doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it's it's we got we were ready to kick off 50 through a hundred. We just slammed through one through fifty in six <laughs> months, and we're excited to bring you guys awesome content, more content coming at you. So we're just so glad that you're part of Team QTB listening in on the podcast. Be sure to share this with your friends. We're available wherever podcasts are heard every Wednesday and Saturday. Until next time, for Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What a deal.